Welcome back, KBLA Talk 1580. This is Living in the Sweet Spot, and I'm Angelique Francis, your host, and I am bringing you conversations about amazing, unapologetic overcomers. And we define living in the sweet spot as the intersection between power, timing, and performance. And today we have some special guests and we're gonna talk about relationships, the intersection between sort of getting what we want, getting what we have, getting what we should want and have, right? We're gonna kind of re, um, reignite this conversation. This is going to be part one of a two-part series, and I have with me today um, the author. He's a boxer, actor, and author of How to Cheat and Get Away With It. Imagine that. Then we also going to have a psychotherapist, Camille, also known as Cammie Banks-Lee, and then cinematographer and uh, director of photography who wrote and directed a documentary called The Love Doc. So what's happening, y'all? Welcome to The Sweet Spot. Hello, hello, hello. What's up? <laughs> so I'm going to let you all express your own sentiment about, you know, your take on relationships, but really why you're here, why I've asked you to come, and what you want to bring to this conversation. Xavier, why don't you go first? Okay, well, um, basically what I want to do is um, I'm here to, you know, educate and also have some fun at the same time. I think that sometimes we take ourselves too seriously and uh, everybody talks about love, but really the core value of love is, um, you know, mercy, consistent kindness, and mutual respect, and that's something that's often overlooked. And uh, basically what it is, the book is really not so much about cheating, it's really about making the right selections so that you minimize your chances of cheating. And if you select right and you choose right, your game is going to be tight. Okay, well, and what do you, tell me about The Love Doc, Will so, Miller Jr. The Love Doc was called Where's the Love? And it is not finished. It was something that was inspired by my desire to understand love because in my search for it, I found exactly what it was not. And after three years of circling the globe, <clears throat> and bouncing around the United States and talking to me, I kind of found my answer. And then I just kind of put it in the closet. Why? So, Were you kind of disappointed with what you found out about love? I realized that nobody knew what in the hell they were talking about. That's a good And that we were all alone. So I tried to make the best of it, you know, myself, create my own you know, definitions. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Xavier, you write stories about love and relationships. Uh, will you uh, create cinematic uh, stories about love and relationship? I write. And we have our third guest, which I'm excited to have, is uh, psychotherapist, uh, Cami Camille uh, Banks-Lee is her name. And, wow, Cami, you listen to everyone else's stories about relationships and about, you know, what works and, you know, when people are having challenges. And so what do you have to, about, what do you want to say about this conversation? Well, I have to say, I mean, everybody makes therapy sound so, so boring. And it is dealing with a lot of trauma and tragedy, 
crisis, but a lot of times I'm talking about love. I'm talking about heartbreak. I'm talking about heartache. I'm talking about people on the journey. Why didn't they choose me? What is it like to be chosen? And so I really appreciate being able to be here and talking about it in a different way. And also, you know, being able to share my own experiences and talk about, you know, the possibilities that love brings. So I thank you for inviting me. Well, I could not want to be sitting here with any other trio, to be honest. I think each of you have your own unique stories, you have your own ideas, and all of them are valuable. And I think that uh, this audience will enjoy hearing your perspectives. So why did you write the book, How to Cheat and Get Away With It? And more importantly, not why did you write it, but who who is this book for and who has read this book and who who orders this book i'm just trying to figure this out well um is it in plain rap <laughs> it's it's uh actually should come in like a top secret confidential uh mission impossible type of packet really because the information is very viable and um i think a lot of times it, and explosive i'm assuming well absolutely I mean, a lot of times when people read the the title it's more or less uh like shock value and really what it is is basically teaching people to just select better so that it minimizes your chances of cheating but also it delves into the psychology of why men and women do the things that they do and um sometimes you always hear the uh the expression uh, the grass is not always greener on the other side and some people are willing to wreck a perfectly stable situation for a tingle or a feeling which is not enough to facilitate. Um, relationships built on lust don't last and you have to have more substance in order for this relationship to keep going. But just to add on to uh, what Will was saying um, when we were talking is, is that not every relationship is a car that you would want to necessarily finance. You might just want to rent the car or lease it. <laughs> Right, some cars are just not built for financial, uh, like a finance type of situation. So. Well, that, well, that's true. And Cammy, you would agree that all relationships are not really meant to be marriages, right? They're meant to. Oh gosh, no, no. Enjoy, just enjoy, enjoy the experience, right? The whatever it brings, right? Not every meal is going to be five course. Some of them going to be snacks, right? Some of them going to be, right? As Will says, it's just a drive-through, it's a booty call. I mean, I think uh. that we need to be able to have a level of appreciation for for really understanding that it's not always going to end um, the way the TV tells us. It's not always a dramatic, you know, romantic comedy. Absolutely. Well, we have a lot to talk about, and I'm looking forward to returning. Uh, so when we come forward, we're going to talk about... Um, not just how to cheat and get away with it. We're going to talk about how to survive these relationships, how to be in it to win it, how to make them work, and what are the elements that are most important in making them work. When we come forward, this is Angelique Francis, and you're in the sweet spot with me and my guest. Welcome back to Living in the Sweet Spot. I'm Angelique Francis, and I'm your host, and I'm excited to have couple of really interesting people talking about love and relationships and communications. And we're going to do that uh, as throughout this hour. And it's going to, uh, I think we're all going to learn something here, right? So since I have you, Camille, um, and you are a psychotherapist. And so we, I'm sure in a lot of, with a lot of your patients, you also talk about basic needs, right? So everybody's got relationships, but basic needs are really paramount in everyone's life. So how does that work into this conversation that we're talking about? Well, I 
in a relationship. And, you know, I, I have to say most of them are looking for attention. And I know that that's going to spark a lot of, lot of controversy, a lot of, you know, not happy feelings about attention seeking. But this idea of being seen, right, being fully seen by a man, somebody that gets them that, that doesn't see them just as, you know, in their jobs, they're, they're working hard, they're seeing this certain way. If their moms are seen as, you know, caretakers and nurturers. So people want to be fully seen in their in their fullest essence. So they want to be seen as sexy. They want to be seen as smart. They want to be seen as, you know, having value. And then getting attention. And, and in some ways, um, I know adoration sounds like a, 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 a strong word, but this idea of being adored it, is connected to value. So, you know, I, I'd like to think about it from that perspective. I mean, so many people are talking about, you know, it's self-love, but this idea of if you want to be with someone else, you want to be seen as attractive and holding their attention and really wanting to be there. I'd be curious to hear um, Xavier and Will's feeling about that because, you know, a, a lot of men, you know, can get exasperated by the idea of, of women needing attention. I remember Halle Berry once said that uh, David Justice gave her roses six days in a row and she cried all day because she didn't get them on the seventh day, right? Like, so it wasn't good enough, right? <laughs> just, she, she wanted all seven days, Oh, right? boy. It wasn't, it wasn't enough. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. What, what do you think about that, Will? <laughs> you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept, but you know, I'm going to have to push back just a little bit because there is no one size fits all for every relationship. We were talking earlier, Xavier and I, how much disappointment and regret and hurt comes from, you know, so I watch your husband and you or Cammy and her husband or, you know, Xavier and his girlfriend. And I think, oh, I want a relationship just like that. And so, of course, I ask Xavier, how do I recreate that? He's telling me the recipe for his relationship. That might not be the re recipe for mine. And when it doesn't work out for me, I can have the perfect person in front of me. But when it doesn't work out just like that, I actually might throw that opportunity away because it doesn't look the way that I thought. Like a lot of people have a hard time thinking outside of the box. And so when you create that, it is this, or it looks like that, or he acts like this, or he treats you like that. Xavier, I'm sure you can expound on that guy that calls you when you get home and he's so sweet. That's the stalker dude. <laughs> That's the dude that pops up as the stalker, that guy but who... But you, what you're saying, though, Will, it, it reminds me of expectations, right? What are the expectations? We have all these expectations, and that, to me, is that one thing that can derail any relationship. That is true. Any conversation, yeah. any situation, right? You're going on a date. You expect him to do this, this, and that. Soon as he doesn't do that, you can't even be in the moment anymore because you're thinking about how disappointed you are. You talk about, you know, every relationship has a different parameter. Every relationship has uh, what works and what doesn't work. What do you think, uh, Xavier? I'm sure with the title, <coughs> well, you tell me, you tell me what you think and I'm gonna ask you a well, follow-up question. Actually, um, just to add on to what Will was saying, um, see, the, the world doesn't move to the beat of just one drum. Mm -hmm. What might be right for you, might not be right for some, you know? Right. That's in the words of a great poet, by the way. <laughs> And um, basically what it is, I, I think that he's really sort of saying something that nobody's saying right now because you can't just walk into Walmart and get like a general uh, this thing solves everything type of 
uh, you know, medicine, and then that's gonna work for you. It might not work for me. It might not work. You know, it, it's it's very complex. You can't just there's no just blanket answer to cover that. You have to really just see based off the individual that you're dealing with, and also too, a lot of people don't make it fun. And uh, love is got to be, you know, more than just love and feelings. It's got to be fun, too. Because when the fun is gone and the respect is gone, then there's no reason to keep it going. Like, we're just fooling ourselves. And a lot of people, unfortunately, are together because of financial reasons and not really so much because of this genuine uh, Disney type of love that is packaged up and sold to women, which happen to be the number one consumer in the world. Now, I, I love y'all ladies, so I would never knock y'all, all right? Y'all beautiful, all shapes and sizes, all colors, all right? But some of the demands don't meet the actual, what you're willing to, to give. And uh, men, you know, that are good men, solid men, not the maniacs that, you know, show up at your job when you didn't want them to come and all that other stuff, not those guys. I'm talking about like hardworking, decent guys. They want to give to you, right? You just have to be a little bit nicer. The nicer you get, the more you get, and more bees with honey. So that's really what a lot of women, I think, are missing these days. You really tapped on a, a, a very important concept, and I tend to break things down in big, broad pictures so I can understand the minute just a little bit better, and it's the economics of relationships. You know, supply and demand. If you come in hot and heavy all the time, right. your value goes down. Right. You pull back a little bit and you create some scarcity, your value goes up. What is that saying? <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Oh. Um, but Absolutely. also in that exchange, you know, for particular goods and services, <laughs> you know, there is a cost associated it's very to that. Practical. And if you don't are if you're not willing to give anything or you have absolutely nothing to give or even more, if what you have to give is temporary, like looks or sex or any of that other stuff that seems to fizzle out shortly after, then your relationship is going to fizzle out. If you base it on, you know, that initial flame or whatever, of course, you know, five years into it, you're not going to look that way. But your jokes don't change. Yeah. You know, your outlook, your, your humor, goals, yeah. your, you know, how you ride a die. Like that doesn't change. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can get past that stuff hmm. and get into, you know, more you know, long-term real things, or just see it for what it is. It's a drive-through. Some of these relationships are drive-through. You got a McDonald's relationship. That's true. That's it's a happy meal you're looking that's for. That's very true. You're, you're looking, looking for a happy for meal? You, well, some people look up for happy for. meals, and they ain't mad because they get, you know, a steak, or they mad because they don't reheat. Absolutely. McDonald's don't reheat. Yeah, no, None of that stuff. No. One-shot deal. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kim. Well, part of it is that every, every, every relationship isn't supposed to end in marriage. Right? Yeah, so that that's true. That, I agree. It isn't supposed to end necessarily in a long term. And I, and I think that speaks to expectations. I, I have to just hold tight to this. And it's not a one-size-fits-all, but I, I have never yet met a man or a woman who didn't want to really be fully seen or, or, or felt like if you're laughing at their jokes or if you're that you're genuinely interested in them. That the other the obvious is that people make it extreme and they're thirsty and they go too, you know, hard. So to Will's point about supply and demand, I think that's something that women more than men have complained to me a lot about. That men are aware that it's it's that there there are a few or they, they believe or buy into that so they can sort of ghost women or, or, or play a game when they're not that interested. I mean, and most, and again, I'm, I'm generalizing, but feel like people are not being honest 
about what they're really there for, if that makes sense. I, I don't know if either of you can speak on that. No, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, what I would say, though, just to add on to that is that, and Will could also verify this as well, uh, men are very territorial. And um, for some reason, what I've noticed now lately, I uh, say maybe the last 10, 15, 20 years, is, is that uh, the attention from 10,000 men online is, is stronger than the love and attention that one good man has for a woman. And until women can actually figure out that, uh, by the way, if you're mine, I don't want you flaunting for other men because basically what you're doing in a man's mind is you're selling for low prices, and I don't like that, you know? And no man likes that. If he's investing time, resources, money, taking care of your kids that are not his, whatever the case may be, you cannot be side-selling for the one-up deal, you know, from, uh, you know, one of the basketball players because you get some free tickets or whatever the case is. And not everybody, uh, just because they're an athlete or an entertainer, is necessarily the best one for you. Those men have a lot of options. The competition is very real. And, you know, some women, unfortunately, they're going to have to do the sit-ups and push-ups and workout salads. And it's going to be hurtful for a lot of them. And it's upsetting. I mean, shout-out to the big women. I love y'all, too. All right? Yeah, but I, you know what? I actually, you know... I completely agree. Well, that all person. that attention doesn't just come from women seeking attention from multiple partners and men. It goes both ways, y'all. I mean, the truth is... The studies is are still... We still we still don't know the effects, the long-term effects of social media romance or right. social media anything. Like, this is the first time in history that everybody has a smartphone, but they also stupid at the same time. Wow, that's a good point. Excellent. Like, it is. Excellent. So... You know, the jury is still out on if that's the best place to find a mate or a partner or what the ramifications. Yo, they say if you use cocaine too much, what happens? You lose certain sensory in the regular world. I don't know if social media hits people in that same spot in the brain, but I'm pretty sure there has to be, you know, Absolutely. whenever a compliment doesn't, comp doesn't equal a like then we might have to reassess, you know, how we are engaging. Absolutely. I agree with that. Well, you know, what's interesting about this conversation, I think women, we typically have these conversations with each other, right? right. And sometimes a little one-sided, but I am enjoying hearing both of your perspectives. Uh, Xavier, you've been married. Yes, you've I have. Married and you have... Uh, two children. Two children. So you, and you have been single as long as you were married. Uh, almost just about, yeah. Okay. It'll take a few. Almost years. just about. And with a book called "How Did She Can Get Away with It," do people call or reach out to you online or social media and ask how is it? You know, what are those questions they ask? They ask not just how to cheat and get away with it. Do they ask how to not get caught? What do they, they ask you? Why do people cheat? What are some of the uh, questions? Because I know you get them all. Well, yeah, I mean, and thank you for that. I mean, basically, it, it varies. Um, unfortunately, I've been getting a lot of questions about uh, trying to figure out the whole marriage thing for a lot of gentlemen. Because um, marriage is a union. And um, a lot of times, women these days have more independence than I think they've ever had throughout the history of uh, society okay so with that being said um you know if a guy is a blue collar worker or a white collar low level uh employee and a woman makes more than him there's some type of loftiness where it's like a look down upon him type thing i think that a lot of men are kind of like insulted in a way because your granddaddy did that your father did that and made a life in a house and he was married for longer but yet these men are overlooked for gentlemen that are in entertainment, which is fleeting. And then also they have more than one woman. And I think a woman's ego 
once she realizes that she's not the top uh, of, of the hill, it, it's very hurtful because women are not used to rejection, so it hurts them. Well, but you, you, you are really interesting because you talk about um, how to, how people should communicate with each other, right? And in this world of a lot of, you know, <laughs> reality TV, you know, it's really popular to sort of go at the jugular, right? And try to have these really hurtful things and who can top each other, who could be the most mean. Right. You talk about being kind, even, if, even when you're not being kind, but making people feel good. And some of that is in humor. Some of that is in uh, finding what's good about your mate or your right. partner. And even if, and I agree with Cammie, every person that comes into your life is not there to marry. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And Cammie, that was an excellent point yeah, that, that you brought up as well. And I think that's something a lot of people don't uh, bring up in these type of forums. And you know what? Uh, to piggyback on that, enjoy those relationships. Enjoy exactly. it. If you go through McDonald's, you don't order that Happy Meal to not enjoy it, right, right, you know absolutely. what you're getting. You're getting some fries, some salty fries, and, you know, whatever. <laughs> and a toy. And yeah. then, you know, but the, the point wow, is... What a great metaphor, yeah, salty don't fries waste, and a toy. Yeah, that's don't, actually, waste, don't, waste, that's most don't waste... Don't waste the moment. Yeah, why don't not? Don't waste the moment. Right. And I think that that is one thing I, I'm learning now that I am uh, single and uh, available today, I and after 20-plus years in a marriage, I am learning that it's really okay to just meet people along the way, get whatever you have in those moments, understand the value in each moment, and manage my expectations. Well, let me ask you this about that. Wait, Are, now I'm the host. I know you're the host, but I'm just curious because <laughs> a lot wait, of people but, are in that situation. Though. Yeah, right. I so mean. <laughs> how are you... So obviously, when you met your husband, you were looking for something specific, right. you know, and he fit that, and so that's why you say yes. What are you looking for now? Um, today, I'm looking for friendship. I'm looking for... Benefits. <laughs> Is this my question? No, 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 I'm sorry. I just, I, I just felt like that was the right time. All right, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you know, pardon me. I'm sorry about that. Go ahead. Go right ahead. But honestly, I am looking for friendship. I'm looking for joy, laughter. I'm looking for someone who is supportive and is, you know, my ride and die. That's what I'm looking for. And does that have to be in one person? Maybe not. Maybe I have a couple of different people that are just positive and, you know, bringing a certain lot of energy to the, to the equation. Oh. And I'm okay with that. Now, that doesn't mean that you have sexual relationships with everybody, in my opinion. Okay. I think that different relationships are meant to bring different things. Okay. So what am I looking for? I'm just looking for falling in love, back in love with myself. And I'm looking for friendships that are positive and joyful and loving. Help me out, Cam. Yeah, I was just about to. I was really about to tear up yeah. that paper thin, wet marshmallow answer right there because that that's the only one plot toilet paper. Right. And on that that's note, only one and plot. on that note, and on that note, we're gonna we're gonna return in just a moment when we come forward. Man, we're listen. gonna keep this conversation going. Yeah. This is KVLA. I'm Angelique what a Francis. Time to go to a <laughs> yeah, straighten it out. Straighten it right on out. The host is sweating. Straighten it out. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, this is Angelique Francis, and we are living in the sweet spot with my guests, Will Miller Jr., Xavier Maynard, and Camille Banks-Lee. 
We are talking about relationships. We're talking about dating, communication. You know, Will said something earlier. You said that women are very intuitive. What do you think about that? Did we say that during the show? Or was that I don't believe so. I think that sounds like propaganda that has been... Uh, <laughs> Put out there by you know, the host to actually, spin us actually, into a circle. Actually, you know, that's no. a, a technique. Okay, 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 wait. Confusion we talked, technique. Uh, hold on. We talked about, you said that is most women's superpower, being intuitive. And I agree. And then you, Xavier Maynard, said, then there's this Jedi mind trick. Okay, so one, I'm going to talk first about women's intuitive nature. Um, Cami, you can jump in or whatever. In terms of relationships, even though we're intuitive, we get sidetracked. Because you're based off emotions. Okay, go ahead. What, no, do, you, no, go what ahead. do you want to say about it? That, yeah, that's I'm, pretty I'm, much what it is. is. So, I've, this is just an observation. Because I've seen people have damn near divine intuition, but yet they need to touch with their finger the truth in order to believe it. But all the signs point to, like, whatever. Um, what's that song? Oh, boy, it wasn't me. Right. <laughs> it was, he, he was actually caught red-handed, Shaggy. Right, exactly. It was not me, right? And, and so we, you're saying, women, we want to believe the okey-doke. Why? No, no, no. You don't want to believe the okey-doke. You don't listen to your intuition when it tells you, when your flags come up, you have to investigate instead of, you know... Like, for instance, because when we want to save, we want to change, we want to, you know, we think we can save everyone. We think that we can. Or you can talk, you can talk somebody into <laughs> exactly. or whatever. Right. That's part of it. But really, the main part is the tingle, the feeling. It's all about feelings with women. Feelings, feelings. <laughs> That's all they care about. Feelings. They've made, uh, I mean, how many times have you seen a woman make the poorest possible choice for a baby father because of the feeling, right? It's not enough. 20 years later, he doesn't want to get a job and now he still wants you to take care of him and he's sitting on the couch. Yeah. Whose fault is that, right? And then turn around and say there's no good men. That's who you chose. Choose better. And that's why you should get my book, How to Cheat and Get Away With, so you can choose better. Get your mind right. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me while you add it, uh, author of how to, how to Cheat and Get Away With It, uh, Jedi mind trick. You have a he has a glossary, y'all, at the back of the book. It's about twenty pages of terminology. I think you got to read the glossary first, so that when you read this book, you you completely understand where he's coming from. What is Jedi mind trick? I mean, shout out to Iceberg Slim, which was uh, definitely a very big influence of mine growing up reading his books. Um, I think what it is 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 that if you could bluff them, you could beat them. And a lot of men who date multiple women, they pretty much bluff y'all. You know, and that's just what it is. And a lot of women, unfortunately, they're not thankful for what they have. They quietly yearn for something that they don't have while they dread what they do have. So he might not be the most exciting guy jumping off of bridges and, you know, busted through windows, but he's consistent and he cares about you and he loves you. So isn't that enough? Or you have to get the guy that's like running around with the, with the ill chains and he's over here and he's over there and he's doing all this wonderful stuff. And then you get upset. Then you get upset because he's not home. He's not coming back. Oh, by the way, I went to Miami. He'll be back next week. Oh, but you love him, though. Women love men that other women love. Nobody wants somebody that nobody else wants. And that's what it is. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Well, I, I, I have to say, Angelique, that goes both ways. Right? Yes, it does. Men, oh, they want a woman that right, if, don't want a 
don't nobody want somebody that nobody else wants. Right? I don't know. So I would I would saying, have to rebuke that. Um, okay, go ahead, Camille. Physically, physically when you're talking about what, be, what women look like, right? you she bad, she bad, bad, right? Ooh, ooh, she bad, right? So when you say that, we all have an idea of what that person looks like. So when you say women are emotional, and I don't want to. You know, make this become the war of the sexes, but men are very visual in their idea. That is what my wife looks like. Because I have to tell you, I've had men that I've worked with have an idea, and they're like, yeah, they don't use the word feelings, but, but that's not my wife. Because I, I will know. Like, when I meet her, I will know, right? Just like coming to America, they have an Eddie Murphy <laughs> idea that they will know their queen, and really, you're really mostly talking about the physical feeling of right, that, that how she makes them, even though men say they're not emotional, but how that person makes them feel, and again, how she looks, because that a man, a man that has a 10, a dime on his arm, right, that says a lot about his status in the world. He don't have, you know, and I'm not going to say anything negative about, but right, the ooga booga, like she's not, that's not my woman. This is mine, right? We can look at. <laughs> and shout out to all the ooga boogers out there. We love y'all too, all right? Y'all are people too. Yes. Just saying, shout out to the ooga boogers. I don't know when my show turned left, but I'm going to just let y'all go ahead and be you. Because the truth is, this is about the intersection between being able to really understand who we are, what we bring to the table, and how to get what we want out of relationships, right? Part of the problem, I believe, oftentimes we can all identify that is communication. How do we talk to each other? How do we affirm each other? How, how do we, you know, even sometimes there's competitive nature. That, that is comes not up. where the problem starts. Okay. The problem starts with you, with me, with him. If you are a sucky person, you're going to be a terrible person in a relationship. If you're not ready, you're not ready. That's a great nice. That's, That's just true. it. So yeah. everybody's like So what does it take to, to get somebody. ready? What does it take? What does it require to be ready? That one I have to defer to Camille and somebody much wiser because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. But I, yeah. I do know. So I'm Well, you four, were ready I'm, enough to get married four years I'm three, ago. I'm, so I'm three years about to celebrate my fourth wedding anniversary on New Year's and the father and the husband that I am at 44, I would have been a, sh a sucky father and husband at 24. Right. That was just time and experience mm -hmm. that gave me the perspective to, mm -hmm. to be ready to do this. Mm -hmm. And Xavier and I were talking earlier, I had really written this whole thing off. Mm -hmm. I was already off the horse and walking out the park before somebody was like, yo, what's up? Mm -hmm. Wow. And then the next thing you know, it came to it. But what I've learned in my situation is... Well, you're the, you had the love doc. So you well, I did the love Well, the love doc set, teed me up, but it was still just a maturity and emotional intelligence that I hadn't reached yet enough to be... So my perspective as of now is, first of all, get your definitions together. That means talk about what you, what you mean. And if somebody doesn't want to get do those deep dive conversations with you about themselves and about you and your hopes and your dreams and this, that, and the other, that might be a drive-through relationship. Enjoy it for what it is, you know? But when it comes to getting married, if that's what the goal is, don't marry somebody you want to have sex with or, like, whatever. Marry somebody you want to build with. Like, it should be... 
you know, like builders never say, I want to build on this spot because of, you know, I got this feeling. I feel like I should build it here. Now nah, they build oh, on level point. ground. They build on place where the wind, like it's so much that goes into building a firm foundation for something. Mm-hmm. Right? That's good. And it's never really something that is temporary. That's if it's great. a physical thing, you right. change. Right. If it's a financial thing, you go through ups and downs on that. That's excellent. Like there's so many, you know, I think better, they're better if you're trying to, my thing was don't get married unless you want to have kids. Absolutely. You know? And and why would anybody build a, a a foundation based off feelings and emotions? Like why would you do that? So what should you change? What well, should I you mean, build with foundations on? Xavier? Well, I mean definitely not the emotions that come to and fro, mm-hmm. <laughs> because your emotions could change based off your circumstances. Mm-hmm. So that's not strong enough, you know. An engineer looks just to add on to what you were saying. He looks to make sure the ground is level, that we have the right foundation to really start this. And if a relationship is built on lust, it doesn't last. Period. Yeah. Unrealistic goals. Uh, from the beginning to the end, no way. That's how some people end up alone because their goals are just like too out of this world and there's no compromise. There has to be like a, a space where we could say, all right, well, this doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for you. So how do we how do we come together? How do we, you know, not literally, but literally and, you know, mentally. How do we come together? <laughs> Let's figure oh, yeah. it out. Date yourself right. for a while. Get, get, get right. You know. Absolutely. That's what I'm doing. I'm dating me. That's what I'm talking about. And we're going to talk more about this in the sweet spot when we come forward. We've got Cammy. I know Cammy is dying to jump in there. So when we come forward, this is Living in the Sweet Spot. Mm. All right. Welcome back. KBLA. This is Angelique Francis, and we're in the sweet spot talking about relationships and communication and whew, Talking about how to cheat and get away with it. We're just talking about all kind of stuff in the sweet spot. So, because we're running out of time. Uh, Will, I know you did this love doc. And I know it's not complete. And you were going around from country to country, place to place, uh, interviewing people about how to have successful, loving relationships. Well, the, the, the documentary was trying to find one definition of love. And I mean, after maybe four countries... And who knows how many states and who knows how many people. It's been a, a while now. I wasn't able to nail down one solid definition. If there was one thing that I found out was that we make, we're making it up. You know, Movies give you your definition. Music give you your definition. People, young men are learning about women through their friends or through porn. And girls are learning through their parents or these ideas, and you know, social through music media and, and through television. this, that, and the other. It's yeah. very mm-hmm. unrealistic. So by the time you get these two unrealistic expectations and they clash together, no wonder there's so much disappointment and heartache. Is, so is that part of why you wrote that book, Xavier? Well, yeah, I mean, just, just to, you know, add on to what he's saying, I think that he's, uh, and just meeting him, he's one of the few people that actually could, sort of take it to the next level and say, all right, well, just because Steve Harvey says this or Kevin Samuel says that or anybody says whatever they say doesn't mean that their word is actual truth or gospel. It does not necessarily work for everybody. Everybody has, um, and, you know, shout out to Patrice O'Neill and O'Shea Duke Jackson, uh, MTR and Alpha Male Strategies. All these are people that um, are sort of giving a different look at the overall consensus. What might be right for you, as I said earlier, might not be right for some. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And then, Camille, what do you think has been the hardest thing about, you know, how relationships have ebbed and flowed and social media and how has that really played into relationships today? I, I 
seeing all their friends and matching pajamas and on private planes and on these exotic vacations. And people have an idea that should be me. Why, why, if I have a flat stomach or if I look like this or if I've achieved this, why don't I have that? But they don't really have an essence of what love really is. They just think of what, what it should look like, right? So I, I love what Will and Xavier said because I think people have an idea of it, but they haven't really defined it for themselves about what's going to really sort of fill their well and make them feel, you know, feel good. And, and I won't say complete, but, but just give them a sense of, um, you know, companionship or togetherness. I think, I think people want to feel less alone. Well, I think COVID definitely uh, created a, an environment for people to have to redefine what it means to be alone what it means versus what it means to be lonely, right? A lot of people came into this un, unable to be by themselves and having to fill that void, right? But you got to first figure that out for yourself. So we've got a lot more to talk about, but I'm going to, when I, when we come forward, I'm going to ask you, how do you know when you are in the sweet spot? When are you living in the sweet spot within relationship, right? In particular, when do you know you're in the sweet spot? And anybody who has that and wants to go ahead and give us a call, you can leave that online on the chat, download the app, and let us know when you know you are in a sweet spot in the relationship with yourself and relationship with others. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. All right, this is Angelique. We're back in the sweet spot. I've got Camille, also known as Cammie, Will, and Xavier. Well, let's start with you, Cammie. How do you know and will, when do you know that you are living in the sweet spot within relationship? So for me, right, healthy and reciprocal. Those are, those are the mantra of the words that I always say in any relationship, whether it's romantic, is this healthy, right? Do I feel good? Do I feel affirmed? Is it reciprocal? Are they giving me back the same love I'm giving? That's, that's my sweet spot. Okay. I love that. I love that. Okay, Will, what you got? I love that. I'm just going to piggyback on that. And I was going to say, you know, you're in the sweet spot in a relationship when you're fruitful. And that means you're creating something. If you're creative and in a creative space and building, you're probably in a good relationship and you're in the sweet spot. Is that without issue, without problem, without? No, that's BS. If you think that a relationship is some, there's a reason that there are no love songs about what happens after you get the girl. All the all the songs are about getting the girl and what happens when you lose the girl. But that dash in the middle, Nobody wants to talk about that because that's where the hard work comes in. Absolutely. That's the marathon right there. And then I would definitely say that humor, I think, is a huge, is a really good litmus on the health of your relationship. Absolutely. You know? If you can't laugh at yourself and laugh, really laugh at yourself, that's the first thing. I think I'm hilarious because I will tell a group of people in a minute how I blew it. And if my guy can laugh with me and we can tease and know that in the end, we just want each other to win. That's all that matters, right? What about you, Xavier? Well, um, I you just- know I you're mean, in the sweet spot. Everybody here on this panel has had some excellent points, uh, just, you know, just to add that in. And um, I basically would say that if, um, to me, if we go back to the king and queen system, as opposed to this new, uh, queen and the Duke system that's going on now where maybe women might be making a little bit more and kind of look down on the guy. 
Um, I think we'll get back to where we need to be because it's king and queen, not queen and duke. You know, <laughs> duke is not a king. He's the, he's the wife. He's the uh, queen's husband. He's ah. not. He's not the king though. Ah, right. I got you. Right. I got you. I got you. But when do you know? You're in the sweet spot. When she treats me like the king I am. Okay. Right on. And gotcha. they all should do that because I'm a great man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how do they find your book? Tell us that. Uh, you could go on Amazon and uh, you could look it up, How Did She Get Away With It by Xavier Maynard. I'm also on Instagram, Xavier underscore Maynard. Um, my email is drno82 at gmail.com. I take any questions and give you the best uh, summary based off the information that you gave me. I've helped thousands of people over the years, and I would love to help you with your problem or your situation. I'm here for you. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been really interesting, and I cannot wait to have each of you back. We're gonna get, Let's keep, continue this, okay? We're going to continue this conversation somewhere else in the sweet spot. I want to thank you for being here. This You are listening to KBLA Talk 1580 from the heart of Los Angeles, where we are unapologetically Black and progressive. Wishing you an abundance of love and light. And remember, there are everyday miracles in the sweet spot.